Hello, roadies, and welcome to the second episode of Roadside Warriors Podcast. I'm Hunter Cates, the first officer of this ship. I'm Pat Cullinan. I'm the man behind the wheel getting us from place to place. And I am Gary O'Mealy. I am in the backseater, as I like to call it, the brig. On today's episode, we're going to be traveling to Arcadia, Oklahoma to visit Pops. I've got a couple good stops along the way, and we're going to, you know, get on the road here. So join us as we satisfy our sweet tooth and head on south to Arcadia, Oklahoma. We're going to begin our journey, as we always do, from Expo Square in beautiful Tulsa, Oklahoma. And we're about to embark, as we said before, to Pops in Arcadia, Oklahoma. So Pat, what route will we be taking and about how long will this be? As per usual, I am on my way to Route 66 right now. We will get on Route 66 heading west and follow that literally the entire way. And that, I, that'll be about... That'll take about two hours. You can go a little bit slower than if we were to take uh, 44 or something like that. But it's a little more uh, enjoyable because there are some excellent roadside stops along the way. That's the wonderful thing about the Mother Road is all of the random kitschy stuff that you can see on the way are, of course, main destination is the Pops. Though, as Pat said, we've got some other things on the itinerary. You want to give us a little uh, preview of what those might be? The first one we've got is a uh, an extremely old gas station, so that should be a treat. Oh, can't wait. It'll, I, it'll be a gas. <sighs> Alright, okay. Yeah. If you're still listening, roadies. Yeah. To the upwards of half dozen of, of a half dozen of you that are still around we'll try and keep that to a minimum Gary, try, and, try to keep Gary in the back seat yeah. yes yes please now after the gas station we'll be hitting up the round barn in Arcadia a famous round barn I'm not quite sure why it is famous but well it, you know it'll be just like last week with uh uh the museum that we went to we didn't really know much about it but hey we sure learned a heck of a lot that's true yeah i i really have no idea what the deal is but it seems to be on a lot of websites online so when i was planning out the uh the trip i had to you know go through these websites and i happened to see it a number of times so it seems like a pretty big attraction for huh. some reason or another so and it's just a round barn as far, the, as far as i know huh could this potentially be a texas chainsaw massacre situation i don't know there were a lot of people that have reviewed it so i feel like i mean you can fake a review though particularly oh, if you're true. luring people there just to turn them into food fair so I, gonna, i'll cross my fingers and hope <laughs> we make it out of this one yeah well if only one of us survives you know live to tell the tale so the round barn a old gas station in pops yes well definitely looking forward to all of the above um have any of you been to pops i have multiple times or just here and there? i when i was uh in college you know, i lived in norman so it's it a, a free fairly time. short drive that i did once <laughs> a, 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 a drive that I could have made every day that I made once. Bingo. Well, I mean, honestly, much like the uh, much like the blue whale of Catusa, excuse me, the sperm whale of Catusa, is what we learned is just how close that is, really. Yeah, I think it definitely closer than I've always given it credit for. Because I think having gone there to the sperm whale specifically as a kid, that distance seemed so much further to me as a child. Yeah, than now it's just a you know 
quick little jaunt out there. Quick, so. Yeah, quick little, quick little ride out there. We wind up talking about the Blue Whale of Catoosa. <laughs> we are really into the Blue Whale of it's, Catoosa. It's something, people. It, it's pretty special, though I'm sure Pops will likewise be special. Yeah. Um, have you been to Pops, Gary? I have not been to Pops. I have not been to Arcadia proper. I've been to Edmond plenty of times. For those not familiar, Arcadia is just a little bit to the east of Edmond. Uh, so I have not been to either Pops or to the Round Barn. I've heard of the Round Barn, but I had unfortunately not heard of Pops until we were planning this episode. So I'm really excited to see what it's all about. So Pat lived in Norman, only visited it once. You likewise lived in Norman and never visited. I, ne I never really had much occasion to go to Edmond. I pretty much just st stuck around in Norman. And if I dared venture out, I'd just stick around Oklahoma City. So Pat's been there. Um, what in your mind, Gary are you expecting? I am expecting just based on the limited, and I mean very limited amount of research I did, I'm expecting basically a big collection of soda pops that kind of has a restaurant built into it. So that's just kind of my expectation. We'll see if my expectations are met or if maybe my expectations will be blown away and I'll be even more thoroughly impressed. I mean, um, yeah, because what, from what I've seen, I, I, I kind of have the same vibe about it. Um, I'm not... Growing up, you know, I think our generation was super into sugary soft drinks. Yes. And now we know that sugary soft drinks are, you know, the devil. Yeah, liter literally killing us all. Quite literally. The, but, you know, but this is still an adorable idea. I'm curious, what, um, what was your go-to gentleman uh, soft drink growing up? Ooh. And even and today. Growing up, I was definitely a Dr. Pepper kid. Okay. Like that's Not Mr. Pip? <laughs> Get out of here. No, I'm, I'll pull it and stop the car. I'm, I'm tempted to kick you out right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Pat. I think it's a regional thing just because Dr. Be Dr. Pepper's made in Waco, Texas, and it's probably not as well known throughout the country, but I was also a Dr. Pe Dr. Pepper guy myself. Interesting. And um, yourself? Oh, uh, Coke and Pepsi. And Pepsi? Here's the thing ugh. is my, <laughs> my, uh, my, uh, taste buds are not super, uh, developed, I guess you could say. I couldn't really tell the difference. So to not, me, it was not just a refined cold. palate here, Honestly, folks. Yeah, not, not a, a refined palate. Not at all. all. I mean, you could have given me an RC Cola and it would have tasted the same to me, I'm that's, sure. That's a lie. That one, I can assure you, would not taste the same. Um, most underrated soda pop, in my opinion, cream soda. Okay, I like a, I like a good cream soda. Yeah, it, love, love me a good cream soda. It does not get enough. Uh, it's not something that I think anyone can or should drink every day. Well, actually, you shouldn't drink any soda every day, but cream soda especially. Um, but here and there, it's kind of like, wow, this is how do how do I keep forgetting about this thing? If I if I had to pick one like that, I would actually go with the classic strawberry soda. Okay, just I, just straight up strawberry, nothing. Yeah. Um, uh, to be honest, they have it at the uh, the Coney Islanders in town, mm -hmm. and that's the only time I ever get it is if I go to Coney Islander, and I always, you know, like to treat myself to one when I go to the Coney Islander and eat a million Coney. Right. Well, and so speaking of Coney Islander, this will transition nicely into probably my best soda pop story in my life. Is one t at one point in time going to a Coney Islander with the gentleman <laughs> in this car? There was a very, I'll, I'll provide some context. The soda machine at most Coney Islanders are, is now electronic. It's not, you yeah, know, it's one of the ones with the touch screen. Right, touch you screen. Can, you can get any soda imaginable. Any soda imaginable. It's basically pops, but in machine form. 
Well, anyway, for some context, um, the machine is, it, since it's not intuitive, you have to do it a few times. Uh, sometimes people don't get it. Sometimes people don't understand it. So anyway, at one Coney Islander, there was a very large bear-like man. I would say he's probably six, well over six feet tall, um, well over 250, just a very big guy who looked like he could bend me, uh, like bend me like an accordion. But anyway, he was just standing in front of the machine, not using it, not doing anything. And so I thought he was having trouble. And so I just very politely said, in my opinion, uh, I, I said, you know, no, you just have to hit this button. And then he barked at me and said, I know I'm not an idiot. I'm waiting to see what his buddy was because his buddy didn't wasn't giving him a response about what he wanted so this guy yelled at me and I almost got beaten up in a Coney Islander by a large man because I was just trying to be nice okay so no good deed goes unpunished you didn't I was there you didn't tell him oh you just touched touched the button you told him yeah just touch the screen and it works so what okay so it was my fault I came I, would, I wouldn't have blamed him for kicking your ass <laughs> Just start out, hey, dummy, this is this is how you work it. Well, the, see, there you go. There are two sides to every story. I'm trying to get back in the headspace that I was in at that time. It's been long enough ago. I was probably irritated, right, because I'm sitting there for 10 seconds. I would Craving like, that sweet, I, sweet I, soda. I would, I would like my strawberry soda, sir. Yeah. And But to be honest, I mean, that's pretty inconsiderate. It's just yeah. sitting there waiting around yeah. for... Sir, have some respect. I, too, would like a soda. I, too, would like a soda. So maybe that's if I did come off as a bit snide and aggressive. So it's kind of amazing just how these things can escalate over nothing. Um, so anyway, uh, like liked Coke and Pepsi growing up. Has your, has your palates evolved since then regarding soda? Well, so I, th I think in our discussion of kind of what we grew up drinking, I think we're limiting ourselves, and this is just kind of a sidebar, I think we're kind of limiting ourselves to the corporate sodas, the Cokes, <laughs> the Pepsis, and the Dr. Pepsi. Down little. with corporate soda. And the point is, based on what I was able to see, uh, pictures on the inside of Pops from looking at their website, I think we're in for a treat because I think they're going to have a wide assortment of specialty sodas that are made by less corporate -y corporations, if you will. Hopefully some uh, Asian sodas that are like fish flavored or something like that. Now, I imagine they will have a real treat for us that I know Hunter has had with me before. Mm -hmm. There is a soda featuring a picture of Rowdy Roddy Piper, the wrestler, that is flavored like bubblegum. Boy, howdy. Outstandingly sweet. That, that, might, is, that, might, that might be the one I have to go for if we can find it. Yeah. Well, I, I can already tell you guys right now, I will not be getting just one. Oh, I, think, I will be getting numerous sodas yeah, there will, sure. there will be this I'm basically grocery shopping the Roddy Piper soda that Pat is referring to, as, as he said, it, it tastes like bubblegum. It's, it's in reference to They Live. Um, that line from They Live. And not only have I had it just as a soda, but I've also done it as a mixed drink with uh, with vodka. I would not recommend that. It's intense. It's, it's, a, it's, yeah, it's too much. So, as Gary said, we are limiting ourselves to corporate soda. Ha regarding that is, what are you guys into now? Still the same thing? Whenever you do have one. I'm not much of a soda drinker these days. If I do drink a soda, I'm kind of of the waistline watching type these days so I try to stick to just diet soda if I have to drink a soda but diet soda is boring so I'm kind of looking forward to 
branching out a little bit today and seeing what else I could try. Just letting yourself go. Yeah, I'm going to have a cheat day. We're going to Pops. Got to have a cheat day. And uh, are you? would you still choose a Dr. Pepper if... Um, if I go to a restaurant, I would get a Diet Dr. Pepper because I, too, am uh, in a similar situation. So I, uh, I'll drink a Diet Dr. Pepper every once in a while, specifically if I go to, like, a Mexican restaurant. For some reason, there's something about a Mexican restaurant where I really want a Diet Dr. Pepper. Diet Dr. Pepper does go very well with chips and salsa. Yeah. Hmm. That is that is fascinating uh, to me. I never would have I, considered that. I do think that my soda intake decision is a lot of the times based on where I am, like what type of food am I eating mm-hmm. with it. You know, it pairs like a fine wine. <laughs> um, you know, you have to you have to consider what else you're gonna be in you know be enjoying with it. Well we also should probably um we should consider what even qualifies as a soda. For instance what an icy is that a soda? If it is a Coke icy, would that qualify as a soda? Or is that too radical? I don't know, but I do enjoy an icy every time i go to the movies i have to get one icy's are spectacular oh I, th- I think i think an icy is a soda in the same way frankenstein's monster is a human it's kind of a <laughs> mixed concoction at that point it's fair so that yeah it, it's it's it opens up a whole realm of possibilities another thing that i've noticed is we have been referring to it as soda but as i'm sure you all are aware is that the what you call a carbonated sugary beverage is regional growing up i'm pretty sure i called it pop soda i absolutely is, called it pop yeah it, it's an oklahoma thing or basically a midwest i thing. do think as i've gotten older i have switched to soda like i've started calling it soda rather than pop i think just because it's a more defined way of saying it like if you, everybody knows what a soda is i think that if you go to somebody and mention a pop they might not they, they might sock they might sock you on yeah well especially yeah, sure. if they're trying to turn on the uh, tr- they can't work the machine at uh, coney islander then they will definitely pop me yeah i mean it's kind of like asking someone if they want a hertz donut i mean there, there's ambiguity there they, so you, you I th- i'm with pat i think saying soda no nobody's going to misunderstand what that means well i'm going to be honest with you is i will say soda i think it's one of those things that you'll say it ironically because you know that you've always said it pops and then i would start saying soda just you know to say something different and then it became habitual was with me but mm, I'm I, gonna go have a soda exactly yeah one of those things um but quite, I th- i'm quite refined yes but I think I, I, I like pop. There's just something soda, as you just said. It's 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 got a bit of an air of of pretension, you might say. The pop doesn't. Pop just feels comfortable. It just feels cozy. However, hopefully, we have some listeners uh, who aren't just you know the seven of you listening aren't just you know friends and relatives. Hopefully, we have some listeners from out of town. So, what do you call it? What do you call it? Soda or pop or something else? And then likewise, what is your favorite? We'd really like to know that. But whatever your favorite is, you're liable to find it at Pops in Arcadia, Oklahoma. So let's do a little bit of uh, research on this place. As we've already mentioned, it is on Route 66. And this is, of course, coming from Wikipedia because we only cite the most reputable sources. Using a theme of soda pop, it is marked by a giant neon sign in the shape of a soda bottle. The glass walls of the restaurant are decorated with shelves of soda pop bottles arranged by beverage color. 
These bottles for sale as is or may be purchased cold from the huge refrigerator on the western end. So it's basically a museum, essentially. A museum uh, dedicated. But the highlight of this place is the 66-foot-tall pop bottle sculpture that lights up at night and guides visitors into this combination gas station. Like a moth to a flame. Much like a moth to its demise. A fly to a flight swatter. Um, it touts over 600 flavors, ranging from cream soda, so there you go, to, get this, bacon. Once you're inside, take a seat and order from the full menu. Bacon soda. Hot take. Bacon, well, good. People need to calm down on the hype. You're not going to get any argument from me. It's kind of, it's it's almost sacrilegious it's, to disturb what bacon is. Yeah, but it's played out. You know, everybody, oh, you have to add bacon to this. No, you don't. Like, look. Just hipster nonsense. It's, it's overdone. We get it. Everybody likes <clears throat> bacon. Let's move on. <laughs> Be, liking bacon is not a, like, personality trait, you know? No, it's, it's, there's, yeah, it's one of those things. There's different Memes. Everybody likes it. Yeah, exactly. There's right. different memes. Even vegetarians like bacon. There's different memes going on right now, and it's just gotten completely out of control, the bacon thing. There's no reason bacon should be an ice cream. There's no reason it should be, in my opinion, here's another hot take in a Bloody Mary. Um, that said, maybe just out of pure curiosity, I will try this bacon-flavored soda. And I'll probably drop, you know, five bucks just to say, wow, this is really disgusting. But you know what? That's or you might be totally surprised, and you might find it's the greatest thing ever, and you have to buy a twelve pack of it. I have to come down to Arcadia several times just to get my bacon soda fix. I have a question for you guys: Are you guys root beer fans at all? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm a, I enjoy root beer quite a bit, but I find that I'm very picky about my root beer. I think that you know there are so many different um, types of root beer. And I find some of them to be terrible and other ones to be very good. Do you all have any thoughts on that? Do you find... So you, what you are saying is that you are basically a root beer snob. Oh, yeah. A craft root yeah, beer snob. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, to answer your question, uh, the two major root beers that I've tried are Barks and then A&W. And I, just my personal preference, I, I'm not a huge Barks fan. I tend to prefer A&W. But my, okay. big, my biggest thing with root beer is that it has to be imbibed out of a glass container. Glass right? container. Yes. If, if, you're, if you're drinking it out of an aluminum can, you are doing it wrong. Along with that, no ice. It has to be like already a, cold, yes. but no ice in a, the glass. A frosted like, mug, yes, an, ice cold, an ice cold bottle. That, that so, does it right. So, Pat, you mentioned earlier having uh, Diet Dr. Pep with Mexican food. I will really only enjoy a root beer at Brownies, another okay. Tulsa establishment. I don't... I. Pretty much won't have root beer well, anywhere they, else. They make their own, I believe. Really? Which would explain why it's okay. so good. Fascinating. Now, like, I think, you know, you have, like, your major chain or corporate root Corporate beers. root beers. Um, Barks is up there. Is Barks um, the, the gray can? Silver the silver, can. Yeah. yeah. See, I, didn't... I don't... I don't mind that one so much. Then you have A&W, and the other one is Mug. I find Mug to be the, like, bottom-rung root beer. I've... Never I love their commercials though. Their commercials from like twenty years ago. Was it was it was it the thick headed that's thick headed? Was that mug? I think it was. Anyway, whoever did it, it was brilliant. Um Barks 
I think that was the first root beer I had, and it was almost the last because it was so bad. Like, it was almost like it made me sick bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that kind of just goes to show you how a single bad experience can have a profound effect on your entire life. Now, I will say, another one that's, you know, a fairly established root beer that I think is quite good is uh, the IBC. I think that one is very good. It comes in a glass bottle, so you can get it nicely chilled. Now, you've mentioned a whole uh, corporate root beers. Do you have any um, kind of off-the-beaten-path brands that you like? Um, I, For a while, I would buy, like, a different root beer when I went to the grocery store. Just, you know, a single bottle of it and throw it in the fridge just to, you know, try that week. And uh, This was like a re- weekly ritual? Actually, yeah, I did that for a for a while I tried a bunch of different types just because I felt like I should know what all of these root beers tasted like and they are all vastly different um I think that one of the more common ones that you can find that isn't you know some monster corporation is the Virgil's root beer Virgil okay I find that one to be pretty good well I think that um you know much like bacon, the the craft beer thing. Of, of course, it's not going away, but as far as being the craft beer snob, that's a bit played out as well. But I think being a craft root beer snob, that can that can really take off. I think that's yeah. the, that's the next frontier is craft root beer. I, the craft root beer snobs are typically ages like six to nine. Well, yeah, it's it's all ages. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine some little kid? I don't mm. I don't like barks. Yes, this one does not suit my palate. Yeah, okay, Timothy. Um, so, um, as we mentioned, the roadside sign at Pops, 66 feet tall. That is nuts. And it weighs four tons. Um, however, you know, I guess you guys might have figured this out. I didn't. The height is a reference, of course, to Route 66. Ah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Is, is the weight a reference to how heavy you'll be after you, you drink it too is, much soda? You will, yes. It's, it, it's uh, yes, that is exactly what it is a reference to. Um, although apparently constructed from neon tubes, it is, it is supposed to look like it is. It is actually lit by LEDs, which provide a spectacular light show each night. Well, isn't that Sorry, nice? That's a cop-out as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. No neon if you're on 66 or don't go at all. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it makes sense because neon signs kind of have a limited shelf life, and you don't want to have to replace the entire structure once it kind of dies out on you. At least with LED, you can uh, count on them lasting a little while, and maybe the replacement goes easier when you have to replace them. Once again, Gary trying to throw science at us. Come on now. I'm not having it. Yeah, you know, if you're gonna be there, that's why you're go. in the back seat. Like this is Route 66 we're talking about. If you're gonna do it, let's do it right. Yeah, come on. Um, now, this is another thing that I did not know. The establishment was owned by the late Oklahoma oil and gas magnate Aubrey McClendon, he of Chesapeake Energy fame, and it was designed by the noted architecture firm Elliott & Associates, and it has won several architectural awards. Interesting. That is, you know, I... Yeah, we are learning so much. What else do we got here? So what's Arcadia like, Pat, having been there? Having been there once... Is it just I, a one-horse town kind of place? I have no idea. I, I don't even know if if it's technically in, like, Arcadia proper. I don't... I 
really couldn't even begin to tell you what it's Well, like. I feel like the pictures I've seen almost makes it look like it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, like, like the, the I, desert or yeah, something. Yeah, I feel like it's more probably a little bit outside of town just for people passing by on Route 66. Um, I'm not actually sure about what the actual town is like. Maybe we can do a little, do a little, do a little Arcadia do a little exploring touring. here. Yeah, and there's a rather large lake there, is there not? Lake Arcadia. See, Gary, anytime you ask a question, I'm always nervous because I'm worried it's going to lead no, into no, a... <laughs> no, no puns here, I promise. I'm, I'm just the reason I bring that up is because we're saying we don't really know much about the town. So, uh, with the knowledge that there's a fairly decently large size lake there, I would expect it to be kind of like a lake town, kind of like a Eufaula or yeah. something like that. Okay. Uh, we'll see. Again, we'll, yeah, we'll... we we are we are going into uncharted territory. It, it is all speculation at this point because we are still making our way out of Tulsa on Route 66. Yes. Don't worry, folks. We will not make you listen to us for the full two hours. We're actually going to take a quick break, but we'll be back shortly. So stick around. So we may not have enough room in the car to take all of you roadies with us, but that doesn't mean you can't join us on our journey. To follow along on all of our road trip adventures, follow us on Facebook at Roadside Warriors Podcast or on Instagram at Roadside Warriors Pod. Welcome back, folks. So right now, we are driving on the back streets through, I guess, Sepulp, Oklahoma. Are we there yet? We're getting close. If we're not there, we'll be. Just saw a sign that said First Baptist Church of Bowden. Never heard of Bowden. That'd be great if we just we're actually going to the complete There's wrong. Allen Bowden School. Okay, how about that? We are in Allen Bowden, Oklahoma. Didn't even know it existed. Here's Allen Bowden Public School to our left. Yeah. So how about them apples? Yeah, not for me. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never known anybody to say they're from Bowden, Oklahoma. So that's this is a surprise. So we were talking earlier about underrated sodas, and I declared that cream soda was the most underrated soda. Um, what, in your opinion, Gary, is the most underrated soda? Do you have one? Most underrated. Underrated, soda? yes. Oh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, so we talked a lot about the corporate sodas. So I think it might be time to talk about some of the knockoff sodas, like the, uh, like the. Mr. Pibbs. The Mr. Pibbs and the RCs. The yeah, world, the yeah. RC Colas. I was always... I, I, I wouldn't mind drinking an RC Cola now and then when I was growing up. Granted, it's been quite a while since I've had one. Uh, so, I'm not sure I have a great answer as for an underrated soda, but you could definitely get me to try one of those knockoffs. I'm going to go ahead and say this in regards to RC Cola. I firmly believe... RC Cola is the reason the Rams left St. Louis to go to Los Angeles. RC Cola had the pouring rights at the Edward Jones Dome in St. <laughs> Louis. And Hell I think that no. as bad as that team was, no one was also going to go suffer drinking RC Cola while watching that football team. If they had a proper soda pouring right there, I think that they could have stayed. But because of that, not a chance. You know what? You know, some people, oh, conspiracy theory. But I think there's some legitimacy to that, that kind of thinking. I mean, it, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if it played a part. It's kind of like, um, I can't remember, there was, there. It's, it's almost like a new trend in history 
historical scholarship to kind of look at the what was going on, the culture, as opposed to just the big picture. For instance, in the early 1900s, I think there was something about a president losing an election because there was a wave of shark attacks in New York City. And so people did, people were just terrified, so they didn't want to go out and vote. I'm not granting any legitimacy. Well, you got to watch out for those land sharks, you know? <laughs> exactly. Andy but, Graham. But the point is, is that it makes a lot of sense because, again, our phrase of the day here is context-dependent, is how you're feeling about, you know, the soda you're drinking, the, the car you're driving, et cetera, et cetera. That winds up having ripple effects. So to that point, it wouldn't surprise me at all if just the RC Cola wound up creating the domino effect that, you know, screw it. St. Louis, you know, no one's going to the games, the Rams leave, that kind of thing. So, um, to that point, do you have a underrated soda? And it's obviously not RC Cola. Yeah, I can assure you it's not RC. Um, underrated. And, and to that point, maybe as a, as a kind of a prompt, is there any knockoff that you would okay. say is superior? Actually, I don't know how underrated it is, but it certainly doesn't get talked about really at all. There's... A specific like holiday version of I want to say Sprite okay. that has cranberry in it that I find to be outstanding. The speaking of underrated, the cranberry is an underrated fruit. Absolutely, the it's, most underrated berry. I I would agree with that. Very few berries are delicious and then also good for your digestive system. Bingo. But, uh, but that one's very good. Uh, knockoffs. Actually, okay, here's your hot take. Gonna upset some people with this one. The most successful knockoff in the history of soda, Pepsi. Am I right? Am I right? Because I mean, let's, 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 you know, call a spade a yeah, spade. Yeah, by, by technicality, yes. You are correct. Yes. Um, Speaking of soda, we are now coming up to... Still on Route 66, I'm not sure where, Missouri and Francoma, so, okay, our mission in Francoma, so we are in Sepulpa now. On the entrance to Sepulpa, I've been here a bazillion times, and everyone knows, there is a soda pop. I'm going to snap a picture. Yeah, it looks like a soda pop, a lemon or lime wedge, and then a mud or something like that. Or is that a spoke? I believe that's a wagon wheel. Okay, uh, you, you could convince me it's like a lime <laughs> slice or something. So, but, but taking upon closer inspection, yes, I do believe it's a wagon wheel. Okay, so Pepsi, <clears throat> very successful knockoff. Um, I'll, another underrated one for me is Orange Crush. Okay, yeah. I, I was I was actually thinking that. I was thinking uh, actually, as far as Crush goes, my favorite is Strawberry Crush. Huh. I don't think I've ever had a Strawberry Crush. Strawberry Crush is delicious. I highly recommend it. Any kind of grape soda oh, is. I, I feel like I feel like most of the oxygen is taken up in the conversation about soda by your colas. Absolutely. But yeah. the fruit sodas, because they're healthy, right? They have fruit. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. So exactly. they're as healthy as fruit juice. <laughs> Actually, that's not that's not a lie. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, the, the grape sodas, your strawberry sodas, as you mentioned earlier, don't really hear a lot about banana sodas, though, and I don't think that I could... I haven't I, had that one. I, I, I couldn't abide by that. Sometimes, depending on the Mexican restaurant I go to, I get a pineapple soda. A pineapple soda? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, they'll have, like, the uh, glass bottles of jaritos. Mm -hmm. 
I'll and get down with that. And I assume you do the, the real sugar sprites and things like that whenever you... Yeah. So, that you'll find in Mexican restaurants? Preferably, yeah. Can you taste a difference? Because as we've already mentioned, my palate is, is terrible. I can't tell. I, I think you can. I think that on top of like a flavor difference, I think there's like a mouthfeel difference to it. Like it's, it's a fuller, more robust flavor. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just... Uh, I don't know. That's one of those things that I've always kind of noticed is it feels a little bit different in your mouth when you're drinking it. So speaking of uh, robust flavors, um, did you guys ever get creative with your sodas growing up? You're talking about take, take like... Suicide to, style? Yeah, suicide style. Mazios every single one. Yeah, but going into a restaurant, getting a, cu- a self-serve cup, and then basically just getting a small sample of every single soda in one single cup. All into one. So was that something you wanted? Oh, oh, absolutely. And I think every kid did. I only ever mixed Coke and Pepsi, so not, not a... Like roast. a true monster. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Uh, yeah, it's basically like mixing water and water. Like, how can you even tell? But um, one thing that anybody, I do, anybody with taste buds can tell. Here's something you want to talk about suicide. Here's something truly radical I did one time. Radical. Yeah, is I took a Coke. I, I got a Coke and then put a Coke icy on top. Oh, right. And I tried to do it, but then everyone was. I was. I was self conscious about it. Everyone was looking at me. I was 12 years old. Okay. Everyone was looking at me. I felt self conscious and I poured it out, and so I never got to experience what it actually tastes like I'm sure it would have been great so that, that's okay. classical yeah. soda shame yeah I was so thank yeah. you I was soda shamed yeah uh, Don't here, sh- here's a question for you like everybody you know you go places and they have root beer floats and some places are now doing you know floats with assorted other sodas right what are your thoughts on this do you think that a float should really just be a root beer only thing or are you open to this new world of float possibilities? I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty open-minded about this. Um, there aren't there cream soda floats too. We keep on going probably, back to cream, probably. and there's of course Coke floats. I'm just picturing Aladdin and uh, Jasmine on that. Yeah, magic, it's a, on that carpet ride. This is a whole, a whole new, new world. This of is floats, a whole new you know? world. Um, you know, if it's good, I, I refuse to judge. You know, it's it's the beauty of the free market. Yeah. Is if you want to pour a grape grape soda into your vanilla ice cream and you can make it work go for it now is it always vanilla ice cream though yeah that, that's kind of where i was going next uh, my point was as far as floats go i don't think there's necessarily any reason to limit yourself to root beer as the soda base but i feel like you can be a little bit limited in terms of how to pair the soda of your choice with the ice cream flavor i think you, you don't necessarily want to get too creative there. And, Orange soda and rum raisin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or or uh, grape soda and peppermint ice cream. So, some things just aren't going to blend together very well. Well, what about, let's, let's start conservatively here. What if you were to mix a strawberry soda with a strawberry ice cream? Is that acceptable? I think you're reaching the pinnacle of float here, man. Like that's, that's you like can't it's camp- go, You can't go higher <laughs> than that. Uh, okay, so I, I guess I haven't been to these places. These the, are what they doing? Is it just they're changing the soda, or are they likewise changing the ice cream? Just the soda. See, I, th- I think the vanilla ice cream was kind of assumed. Like, I don't. But why should it be? To be honest with you, I think 
You can't, yes. you can't assume a gender. Why should you assume <laughs> you that it's vanilla ice cream? You can't assume a float's gender. Yeah. Um, I think that we should just dump this podcast business because we only have like eight listeners anyway, and then get into the the uh, float business. Though there's going to be a lot of pushback, but yeah. you know that's how most innovators. All those, all those old people set in their ways. Those flavors don't go together. People are going to show up with pitchforks and flaming torches outside of our uh, outside of our float palace. But you know what? That's what innovators do. They resist. Absolutely. So rum raisin and well, I think you could go with coke on that. You know, a little rum and coke action. Yeah, I mean it's essentially rum and coke, huh. except there are raisins mixed in, which right. gets kind of weird. But so it's obviously but again, who am I to judge? Yeah, I mean at that point you're just raising expectations. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. So well, once again, I apologize. Speaking of raising expectations, um, if we we haven't really defined what is a soda if it's just basically a carbonated water-based liquid project product would a topo chico qualify if it does then i know what my answer is to favorite soda now because i drink topo chico by the gallon it would be topo chico have you ever shown up to my house and and not not have topo chico available it's yeah, um, Topo Chico is a pretty wonderful thing. I likewise have. I, I'll have one a day. You know, it's kind of a l- nice little, uh, nice little afternoon ritual at this point. I've become emotionally dependent but, on the Topo absolutely. Chico. But you know, the question is: Is it just carbonation? Is that the minimum requirement for calling something a soda? Because carbonated water, it's carbonated, so therefore, do you call it a soda, or do you have to have some other sort of flavor or syrup mixed in there? Well, once again, according to Wikipedia, a soft drink is a drink. Who calls it a soft drink, by yeah, the way? Yeah, I, I, I want to... Whoever calls it a soft drink casually, I want to know where their bodies are buried. <laughs> um, you call it a soft drink. Yeah. I'm giving you a soft drink. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you a pop in the jaw, Buster. Their bodies, the bodies are probably buried in Bowden, Oklahoma. Um, so a soft drink is a drink that usually contains carbonated water, a sweetener, and a natural or artificial flavoring. The sweetener may be sugar, high fructose corn syrup, sweet, sweet, delicious high fructose corn syrup, fruit juice, a sugar substitute, or some combination of the above. Okay. Has big corn gotten to you too? <laughs> big corn. Yeah. If I mean, if they sponsor the show, shit. Yeah. By all means. I'd love to hear it. Let's do a little bit of... Uh, we were talking earlier about different regional dialects as far as what they call it. Um, so the etymology of soda is... It starts with the Arabic word suwad, S-U-W-W-A-D. So that's interesting. Suwad, which means... Yeah, maybe to you. <laughs> not, not to anyone else. Which uh, means salt word. I love it how you do these etymology things and it just... This is where we think it came from 2,000 years later, soda. That's yeah. all That's all it got. It has here is it says, Suwad Medieval Latin Soda. Though I would like to know... It's a very well-documented yes. word. They've clearly done a lot of research on it. Well, that said, I mean, like, who's the... Who's the... Because Gary's in academia. Who is the academic who dedicates his career to tracing the etymology of soda. Is that really anything that's going to happen? Yeah, I, I, I want to know what anthropology professor flew out to Saudi Arabia and started unearthing tomes and scrolls trying to figure out where the word soda came from. 
Okay, so we are now looking at a map. It, it is actually a different colored map. In our region, apparently a lot of people will call soda Coke. That's how you know that you really have a, like, you've taken over yeah. the market. Yeah, that, that's when you know as far as marketing goes, your brand has really kind of reached peak penetrance into yeah. the culture. Well, Band-Aid, Kleenex. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Because I can't imagine saying, oh, I'm going to have an orange Coke. Yeah, like, I... I that's one that I just can't abide by. Like I just I can't stand it being called a Coke. Like, hey, do you want a Coke? Yeah, I do. What kind? Well, what do you mean what kind? I want a Coke. Like, don't it's a specific brand, people. You're you're messing with the system. Okay, so I'm trying to get a large view of this map here. Stand by. <laughs> We're gonna cut this out. Are we? Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> well, while, while Hunter's trying to do that, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and play devil's advocate for what Pat was just saying. I do agree that it's kind of ridiculous that uh, someone would ask you, do you want a Coke? And then they're wanting to know what kind of Coke. But in their defense, if someone asks you, do you want a Kleenex? If they hand you a tissue paper that's not a Kleenex, you're not going to bat gonna, I'm going to notice. I am going to notice. <laughs> you said Kleenex, jerk. <laughs> Um, okay. This is not as soft and quilted as the Kleenex. How dare you, sir? We are... Good day. Okay, so I finally was able to pull up the map. Um, I like it that it says, what is your generic term for a sweetened carbonated beverage? <laughs> it's kind of... It's. Does anyone say... I'm going to start calling it sweetened carbonated <laughs> beverage. <laughs> what sweetened carbonated beverages do you have on, on tap, sir? Um, so we are, of course, as we already mentioned, we are in the pop region. Though there is some, a little bit of penetrance of uh, soda. Um, we said that, uh, like, who calls it uh, Coke? The calling it Coke, this perhaps not surprising. Um, Georgia, that makes a lot of sense because Coca-Cola, oh, Atlanta. Atlanta. But it's, yeah, so it's mostly the South. We've got Georgia, we've got uh, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas. Tennessee goes all the way up into Kentucky. Here's so, a question for you: Are there any other terms that people use other than pop soda and Coke? I will. I will get to that momentarily. Right now, we've just got pop soda, Coke, and soft drink, and carbonated sweet. And of course, and, and that's like yeah. What, that, that that sounds like if the Coneheads asked if you want yeah, something yeah. to drink. What, what would you like? A sweet carbonated uh, well, beverage? Well, okay, so. Last week, we pledged ourselves to start to call it the sperm whale Katusa. This week, we are pledging ourselves to call it sweetened carbonated beverage. <laughs> so so I will be having a sweetened carbonated beverage on my way to see the sperm whale Katusa. Um, pop is huge, and we mean, man, huge in the um, upper Midwest region going up into the mountain area. Um, soda is more of a West Coast thing. Okay, so this is interesting. It's I guess it's a big city thing because it's all over California, uh, in Chicago, the St. Louis area. In liberal the, elites, huh? <laughs> yeah, liberal elites gotcha. call it. They should. They're probably the ones who call it a sweet carbonated beverage as they're sipping their lattes. They even drink soda. Um, and then in, down in Miami, and it and it actually is kind of amazing because looking at this map, we can. Uh, we can post this. Uh, we we may post this somewhere, but if you look at the map, the you've got Missouri, and so most of Missouri is either uh, pop or soft drink. 
but then right in the middle about where St. Louis is this giant throbbing red for soda. So I wonder what that's about. Yeah, so I'm betting there's something there that is pretty obvious, but we probably don't know enough about it. Uh, there might... I, I, I just don't know. Uh, I think you would have to start looking into ethnicities and stuff like that and see if there's a specific one that would that makes, you know, yeah, correlate that's probably... with specific terms for it. Well, I'd like, like to know who Patient Zero is. Because Patient Zero in this situation would be the person who came from somewhere else and started calling it soda. And then he was, came from Saudi Arabia. Came from, came from Saudi Arabia and called it Suwad. Well, I imagine it started as soda pop and then, you know, one group went their way with pop and then the other way went their <laughs> way never with the soda. Twi- never and the they, twain shall meet. And forever they are battling, sir. Well, that, okay, soda pop, that's kind of a, I mean... That's kind of a cute way to say it. I don't know if I could take someone who calls it a soda pop seriously ever. An old soda pop. Gonna give me... Well, yeah, you don't hear soda pop. Um, so to Gary's question, we're going to see what else... Because what else people call their names for carbonated sugary beverages. What are different names for grandma? What are different names for Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, just the standard questions people are asking. Okay, I have I have looked up generic. This is a hell of a map. I've looked up the last one was kind of more of a heat map. This is generic names for soft drink by county. Woof. So, yeah, pop is pop is basically as we already said, Upper Midwest, Tulsa. Soda is the desert region, California, and then it says other. But they haven't defined what other is. I want to say I've heard the word tonic before as far as sodas go. Yeah, who the hell says that? I I, want to associate that with, like, Boston or something, but I'm not sure. Well, And what did they used to call it? Uh, Like, seltzer or something like that? Yeah, seltzer. Um, Yeah, things that sound like medicine. Like, if if you watch something from the set in the... 30s, 40s, something like that, whenever people would go to the soda fountain. Yeah, back in those days, uh, soda fountain was synonymous with drugstore. You'd also go to a drugstore to get ice cream and desserts. Or to, like, get, you know, an amputation or something. One-stop shop, baby. Yeah. Give me my pain pills and a little bit of ice cream, some soda, and I'll be on my way. Back back in those days, it was extremely difficult to get people to take their medicines, so the uh, pharmacist would have, or the druggist, if you will, would have to grind up the medication into ice cream and then feed it to them like they're a dog. Here's this opioid addiction that we're going to get started now. Enjoy it with your ice cream. What you'll would, be regretting this in 30 years. You'll, you'll, be addi- you'll be addicted to Vicodin and you'll be obese at the same time. So what did, what was it called? It was like, uh, it, there was, they, they called it seltzer was one of them. There was another, there was another phrase, a, uh, what the hell? Phosphorus. Wasn't it, didn't they call it something like a strawberry phosphorus? Maybe, I'm sure it has something to do with the phosphoric acid in, yeah, the, I in think, the soda, but I, I, I can't say I've ever uh, heard of yeah, that. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Okay, um, it's not carbonated, so I guess you can't qualify. Does Kool-Aid qualify as a soda? No, absolutely not. Not carbonated. So that's our... Have either of you had tab? Had what? Tab. 
like I'm not sure we ever had the, the opportunity. Oh, yeah. Literally, the only place I've ever heard of Tab was from watching Back to the Future. That's the only place I've ever seen it or heard of it. Well, that was uh, Tab and uh, Whiskey, I believe, was Bill Murray's drink and Scrooged, his go-to <laughs> drinks. So that was my context for it. Um, yeah, I guess Tab was supposed to be pretty bad. I would have enjoyed trying it. And then we also probably never had the opportunity to try New Coke, which is disappointing. Well, Here's an interesting little fact about New Coke. Now, you know, obviously they did away with New Coke and stuck with Coca-Cola Classic. But, you know, they recently, recently, they have Coke Zero now, which tastes more like regular Coke is what their whole thing, like their whole advertising spin yeah. is. Now, the interesting part there is that's because that one finally is a Diet Coke. Whereas, I believe, the actual Diet Coke is Diet New Coke flavor. Really? Okay, so so they didn't just burn the formula. The formula's yeah. still out there. Huh. Yeah, I believe that is the one of that is something that I have read at one point or another. Is it true? I'm not sure. If it is, I think I would have liked New Coke more than Coca-Cola Classic because I prefer Diet Coke to Coke Zero. Hmm. Well, apparently, yeah, that was one of the most controversial things in the 80s was the new Coke controversy. Yeah, and I think you could probably throw uh, Crystal Pepsi into that. I've had Crystal Pepsi. As well. It how, is how, not good. It is not good? How, how would you describe it? Gross. Just, just, <laughs> just not good. <laughs> Why? It's been a while, but I remember one thing about it. Not good. I don't... Even the name sounds unappealing. I get a kind of a meth vibe from it. What are some... What would you call that? Um, discontinued sodas? I don't know about discontinued, but like, I think one of the things that I do really like though is that a lot of sodas have like a regional appeal to them. You know, uh, or they don't ship beyond a certain point. I, th- I imagine we'll, at, the, at Pops, we'll probably be able to find Cheerwine. Which I've never heard of I that. like quite a bit. It's from South Carolina. Um, I find it to be pretty good. What is it? But you really can't find it all anyway. over the place. Yeah. Um, it's a, I want to say it's cherry flavored. It's been a while since I've had it. I think it's uh, like a cherry soda kind of thing. All right, folks, hopefully you are still listening because this is going to be a very interesting conversation. We've talked about uh, New Coke, we've talked about Crystal Pepsi, which I forgot. Um, so here's are some other discontinued sodas that uh, trip down memory lane. Pepsi Blue. Okay. I've never heard of that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of have vivid memories about it. This is going to sound bizarre. The only way to describe Pepsi Blue is it just, it tasted blue. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you could taste the color blue, then yeah. that's what it would and taste And I would have like. thought that blue tasted good. It does not taste good. Well, you remember in Mask, not the Jim Carrey, but the other one, the Cher Mask? whenever he's talking to the blind girl and he hands her like a hot red thing and so she's like and then a cold blue thing and that's how she learns colors that's it's comparable to that so in this situation i was eric stoltz in mask taking the pepsi blue it tastes like blue um here's another one coca-cola black and it's not b-l-a-c-k it is b-l-a with a uh, a line over it an accent over it and then a uppercase k because so, that's really cool. What was that one? 
we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna take a deep dive on this. Coca-Cola Black. Like coffee or some shit? You're probably, you're probably right on that. Coca-Cola Black was a coffee-flavored soft drink in 2006, discontinued in 2008. It was introduced long in... Long run, huh? Yeah. Introduced in France, and then got to the Czech Republic, Slovakia, Lithuania, and Slovenia. Launched in the United States in 2006. So it started in those, France. Those Eastern Bloc countries are still crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the Venn diagrams for soda and coffee d don't seem to me like they would overlap enough to justify something like that, but hey, what do I know? Um, so this is one I definitely remember. Josta. Oh, uh, heck, I remember that. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Josta was a soft drink that was produced by Pepsi. Um, first energy drink ever. So it was an energy drink. Okay. Now, here's one that I that's made a comeback. Surge? <clears throat> uh, it, oh, it's coming back? Because that's it on is the back. list. It is back. I've seen it at the store a couple times. Let's see. Discontinued it, so it's original run. So we talked last last time about the sperm whale Katusa providing fertility. Um, did you all ever hear the rumor growing up that... Mountain Surge does the opposite? Yeah, Mountain... <laughs> no, the, exactly. The Mountain Dew decreases your sperm count. Did you ever hear that? Based on the people that I've seen drinking... It'd be for the best. Mountain Dew. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Alas, they usually have a lot of kids. The people Absolutely. Who, so, not yes. true. A lot of Kyle's yeah, drink. Yeah, this, uh, this, uh, this is really everything I've seen is contrary to that rumor. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of Kyle's are drinking it and reproducing, so unfortunately it does not. Um, Vault. Do you all remember Vault? Mm -hmm. I do remember that. I think one. I remember one called Jolt. Maybe not Vault, but I think I remember one called Jolt. Jolt. This is bizarre. Okay, so I'm going through the list, and we've got Discontinued, and you know, you've got Josta and all that stuff, and then there's one that says Apples. And it's just a picture of apples. <laughs> so it's like, what the Sorry, what? folks. Apples discontinued. <laughs> <No> more. <laughs> what kind of world is that? Sorry, folks. No more apples. Well, well see, see that now this is muddying our discussion on what the minimum requirement is for something to be considered a soda. Apples are not carbonated. <laughs> they're not a liquid. They're, they're but they are sweet. They are, they are naturally sweetened. Um, actually, that kind of opens they're, up a larger it's conversation. It's actually not, not natural. It's high fructose corn yeah, syrup. <laughs> yeah. I prefer my apples with high fructose corn syrup. Yes, thank you very much. That makes you wonder, though. Obviously, these things were discontinued because people weren't buying them. They weren't popular. If all of a sudden people weren't really buying apples, would would apples be... You know what I mean? Like, is that a potential? Like, people aren't buying bananas anymore. We discontinue bananas, and bananas just go extinct. Mind blown. Something to... Okay, here's the jolt you were talking about. Yeah. Gary. Mountain Dew Pitch Black... It is so obscure, there's not even a picture. Was that in relation to that Vin Diesel series? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> like that's A special Vin Diesel. Um, Coca-Cola C2. Yeah, that doesn't sound stupid. What's interesting is most of these came out in the mid-2000s. So what was it in the mid-2000s? that was making us not be happy with our existing soda options. The other, the other options have gotten flat, man. I guess they needed they, some pep. A little pop to it. I, I like what you did there, Sam. They've yeah, gone right? flat. Yeah. Uh, D-N-L. Never heard of that. Yeah. Introduced yeah. by Cadbury Schweppes. That obviously never went anyway. Okay, this is one that I definitely remember. It's Pepsi Twist. It has, uh -huh. a, little, has a little lemon on it. Yes. 
I don't really remember that being something that the market was craving was. That's one of those things that I was going to ask about is the like flavored, the alternate flavored versions of already existing sodas. You know, you have your Coke and then they released vanilla Coke. Then, you know, they obviously had cherry Coke and then they had cherry Mm -hmm. vanilla Coke. All of this stuff. What are your thoughts here? You know, do you like these I prefer it to do it. I do, but I prefer to do it myself. I do not like it pre-bottled. For instance, the Pepsi Blue. I would rather add my own blue <laughs> as opposed to it coming pre-packaged with a blue. Now, I will say it's a, a somewhat of a uh, mark against me, but the one cherry soda that I actually do prefer is Wild Cherry Pepsi. I That's like, kind of a Kyle I, move. <laughs> I, I like wild cherry Pepsi more than I like cherry Coke. What is okay? What is it about the cherry that makes it wild? It's just straight out there, man. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy shit. Extreme. Uh, said, like I, I find if I'm having the cherry one, I want it to be a little bit sweeter, and I think Pepsi's a little sweeter than Coke, so that might have something to do with my personal yeah. preference. So just yeah, it. it I mean, it's it's wild. Um, just insane. Speaking of wild, um, let's see. Sprite Remix. Mm-hmm. Yes. I do not remember that. I don't understand. Okay, it's caffeine-free. So what that was is opposed to just calling it caffeine-free. That's not cool enough. We have to call it Remix. Yeah, I I think Sprite and 7-Up are always both trying to gun to be like this hip version of soda, which I find to be a little weird because... It's stupid. It's, um, it's, what it basically is, is they want to appeal to, you know, the hip crowd, the hip young crowd, but it's a bunch of 40-year-olds. They're like, okay, what are kids into? Yeah. The word remix. Kid, and what are I've kids... I've been seeing a lot, hearing a lot of remixes on yeah. the radio. <laughs> what are kids into? Hating caffeine. I hear them talking all the time about how much they hate caffeine. Let's call it remix. But that does bring up, bring up a larger conversation. We're now in Bristow. Uh, for context, ladies and gentlemen. But that does bring up a larger conversation of what was it in the aughts and in the 90s that these... Actually, I guess there's always been cheap marketing gimmicks. So we'll just, for context, the cheap marketing gimmicks that we grew up with. I remember there was a lot of extreme. Not extreme, but extreme. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just starting with the X. Yeah. From TV shows to food and beverage. What is it about a Dorito that's extreme? There's so much powder, bro. (laughs) I think this is one of those things you'd have to be a serious anthropologist to try to find the root uh, of the whole extreme fad but I do know that once it started everyone started following suit because there was definitely a period there for quite a while where everything was extreme including things that had no business being extreme I wouldn't have surprised me at all to go to church extreme something like that um hospital extreme I mean what where does it where does it stop um and then I'm sure you guys remember this um, 3D Doritos. God, <laughs> yeah. I do. They were terrible. <laughs> what I love about it is a, is a Dorito is already 3D. Yeah. So. <laughs> this two-dimensional <laughs> chip. Yeah. Like, if like, it wasn't, you wouldn't be able to eat it. It's yeah. just... <laughs> but, like, who, saw, who thought that was... The kids are going to love this. It was the remix guy. No, what happened is he got fired from Doritos, and then he moved over to Sprite and came up with a remix. Uh, I don't know. The the food and drink remixes are definitely mistakes, and I'm I'm not okay with it, but 
I don't know. The only remix I've ever really been okay with is the remix to Ignition, and now I can't I even be okay with saying. that. So, you know, I'm I'm done with remixes altogether. Yeah. He brought, no yeah. We're not going to say what he drinks, but um, so it's kind of funny to think that there was a time in our lives that we could have a 3D Dorito and drink a Sprite remix, and now we can't do that anymore. I'm suddenly nostalgic for shitty food and beverage items. Um, so. If you guys, let's let's play Willy Wonka here. If you guys had control of a soda shop, a, or not a soda shop, but a soda factory, you get to invent a soda. What do you invent? I'd make sure that the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. I can tell <laughs> I mean, you for that the much. very least, I, I wasn't even thinking about the soda. I was thinking about how to hire uh, my Oompa Loompa labor. Okay, or the gargalunks, like slurm. Uh, okay, so ignoring Willy Wonka, if you could invent a soda, what what kind of soda would you invent? Is this something you've thought? Nice on try, hard? Coke marketing. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm not. Yeah, this, you that. this is a focus group right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not giving them free soda advice. That would be great. They're actually listening to this. This is this is where they came up with the remix. Essentially, <laughs> is they listen to podcasts and like. So, what are kids into these days? Yeah, we're. Once we upload this podcast, it's going to be encrypted, and you have to like verify that you're not no. with Coca-Cola before you listen. Yeah, I, I'm going to say, let's come back to this after we've gone to Pops, so we know what's out there and what we wish we saw while we well, were it's there. Not there. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that we could easily bring something up here, and it could end up being something that we find there, and then. Course, there goes our business right idea. well and so uh, well and actually coke probably already has a whole lot to work with us now because they know that you like cranberries so what they're going to do right now is they're going to say kids these days having no context that we're actually a bunch of 30 somethings they're going to say kids these days are into cranberries and so they're going to do coke cranberry but they're going to call it coke remix caffeine free with cranberries well, and the, the marketing for that is actually going to be exclusively using the song Zombie by the Cranberries. <laughs> All things that I'm into, as I'm sure uh, our listeners are, are as well. Um, well, roadies, we um, we threw a whole awful lot at you um, just now, but we'd like to get your feedback on a lot of the things um, we just talked about. What are some sodas you think are overrated? What are some that are underrated? What are some uh, discontinued sodas that we didn't talk about that you remember? We'd love to take a trip down memory lane. I'm sure there's ones that are from way back in the day, even before our time, that um, that maybe some of our listeners were aware of. And most importantly, if you were to invent a soda, what would you uh, what would you do? Oh, also we talked about floats. Is does a float have to have root beer and vanilla ice cream, or can it be more? Um, more exaggerated than that so give us a exotic, shout yeah. exotic so give us a shout that's another word sprite exotic i'm surprised that <laughs> oh, hasn't yeah, happened that's, that's coming don't worry folks we are now getting close to luther oklahoma to see the historic route 66 gas station now pat um you chose this as a uh, as a stop on our route what makes this significant well it's incredibly old and basically it's just a shell of a building at this point but at one point, the owners were counterfeiting $10 bills and passing them off to customers as their change and also circulating them some in the town. This obviously did not last incredibly long as they were then busted and that was stopped. 
but it's significant for that reason. And then also, in the 1940s, they found a murdered body in this gas station, and it is still unsolved. Huh. So... So maybe we'll make an interesting discovery I mean, here today. I'm, I'm definitely gonna, gonna, going to put my uh, detective cap on <laughs> and take a look around, see if I can spot any clues. I mean, I mean, is the body still there for examining? or Yeah, just for observation. Also, folks, for context, since this is a podcast you can't see, he doesn't mean a hypothetical detective cap. He is wearing a detective cap right now. We were wondering what that was about, and now <laughs> we know why he's doing it. Um... Yeah, I mean, I might as well might as well poke around, see what we can find. Who knows? Um, I'm not a professional, but <laughs> I'm not a prof- but I'll dabble in some detective work. I dabble in some detecting. It's what I do. I'm so, observant. So, what was the point of putting this counterfeit ten dollars out in the? I mean, like, what's what's that accomplish? Because I can understand having counterfeit money to spend yourself, but was this like a Robin Hood thing? No, I believe they were giving the ten dollars the fake ten dollar bills as change. Oh, oh so they oh. were accumulating real money. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And then, see I this is why I am not a detect. I am not a detective because I do not have a have that kind of mentality. It didn't even occur to me. That's well, a, detective or maybe you're not a criminal. Well, yeah, or maybe I'm just a complete idiot. Um but I'm not wearing my detective cap either. So didn't solve this crime did you um do you know what kind of body, like, male, female? The internet offers me very little in regard to did you details. Not, did you go into the dark web? You know, I didn't have any Bitcoin to trade for that. To, to intro, trade for this so vital information. I, I haven't done that yet. If I get deep enough into this detective process, we'll see when I get home. It might be kind of lucrative, or at least fun. We are now in Luther, and Luther is in Oklahoma County, which is also the seat of Oklahoma City. Uh, Oklahoma's state capital. Luther so far is, I mean, it's basically just a straight road going through kind of nice greenery area. No sign yet of our of our destination. I kind of feel like this town doesn't take enough pride in their uh, in their historic Route 66 gas station. I think we're probably looking at a little bit further here, but we're getting close. Um, it'll be an, it'll be interesting. We'll see. I have. To be honest, I have no idea how long this type of attraction keeps somebody um, interested. <laughs> I We could literally pull up, park, get out, and read a plaque if one exists, and turn around and get back in the car. Conversely, there could be hundreds of people in a yeah, line just yeah, to see yeah. all out there with their detective caps the, on. This one is the most mysterious one as far as... Uh, what kind of crowd there's going to be, what... If any. If there, yeah. Who knows? We'll have to, uh... We'll assess this situation and see. What Was it kind of like the Corral Museum from last time in that... Like, you had to find information elsewhere, like they didn't have their own website? Oh, there is definitely no website like for even, this one. Like, even less information than on the yeah, this, Corral? Yeah, this one was exclusively on more obscure websites, where it's like, oh, you should stop here. So this is like, this is like a rumor has it type place. <laughs> um, we assume it exists. I, I tend to believe that it exists, but, again, it could totally not. I'm, well, I guess we'll see when when we drive all the way to Pops and don't see 
a rundown any, gas station. Now, we've been referring to it as the Historic Route 66 gas station. It's also known as the Lawless gas station. Um, Pat provided a little context on this. It was a 1920s gas station, and then the, the secret room was where the counterfeit. So there's likewise a secret room. So, yeah, these this sounds like these guys were... Okay, so they were counterfeiting the bills, the station was abandoned, and then a murder victim was found. So these guys sounded like they were... It was pretty, uh, pretty nefarious activities going on here. This sounds like it could be a pretty good show. Luther, Oklahoma is the home of Luther Lions, as we're seen by the high school inside here. And good news, folks. I am not getting pulled over by that police officer that was parked there. Yes, drive that responsibly. Is, that is convenient. I thought there was a chance, but... <laughs> we would have to pay him off with counterfeit $10 bills. Unscathed. Well, bright side, if we had gotten pulled over, we could have gotten his take on uh, the Historically <laughs> 66 Museum. As yeah, long as you're let here, me, officer. Let me go back and speed by him a little bit faster. Yeah, as, long, as long as you're around here. There are also pecan trees pecan, depending on your point of view. Is this it up ahead? This is an actual gas this station. This is a, this, this is not a current functioning gas station. Presumably so. not a lawless gas station. So. Not a whole lot to do in uh, Luther, Oklahoma. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is not even a one horse town. I haven't seen a single horse. There have been right. no horses. A lot of pecans, though. No, no, no streetlights, no anything. Single police officer a lot of pecans. That police officer is the Barney Fife of Luther, Oklahoma. Randy! Alright folks, we are pulling up to the Lawless gas station. Stick around and we'll be right back with our thoughts. Hey roadies, hope you're enjoying our most recent adventure. Do you have an idea for a future stop for the Roadside Warriors? Hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. Well, we just got done looking at the Lawless Historic Gas Station on Route 66 here in Luther. What was your take, gentlemen? Yeah. That was, yeah, I would, I would yeah, that's all you can say, it, man. I, I, I guess I didn't have a clear conceptualization of what the thing actually was. Like, I kind of thought it was going to be like something that was preserved into a historic gas station, but also a currently functioning gas station. I guess I wasn't really expecting it to just be a dilapidated and abandoned building. Yeah, and, and for context, it is it, it doesn't look like which, whatever you're thinking it, in your heads right now, the gas station. Four, it is four rock walls. Yeah. And that's it. With a little trail in the back. Um, yeah, it kind of looked like just someplace that someone must have lived. So I... Point being is, if you're going to bury a body, that's probably the place you'd do it. Yeah, but they didn't bury it. That's, oh, that, that said, I tried to do some detective work. <laughs> Nothing. Was no it, clues. No clues anywhere. Sorry, folks. The the case of the who did they kill and why still unsolved. Look, looks like my detective agency is shutting down pretty early that, here. That Sherlock hat that you yeah. invested in, uh, it's going to waste. Yeah, yeah Clo closing up shop. Pat spent no a whole 30 seconds doing some detective work. Didn't find any clues. So. It's so forever a mystery. Yeah. It'll, yeah, it'll just remain unsolved. Somebody's getting away with that one. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, we're going next to the round barn. What can you tell us about that? Why was this on the 
it's because it was up next or is there something significant about it people seem to be into it I don't know anything about it to be honest like, I wonder what like, that how that happened the only thing I know in specific about the round barn is that square dancing is not allowed <laughs> I it's one of those things that like all of the websites had things about it but I couldn't really see what the appeal is yeah why, why it was a draw yeah, it's, it's, see, for, for me personally, for my money, I, I knew about, I, I didn't know about Pops, but I knew about the Round Barn, so it has at least some sort of notoriety to speak of. Well, this is kind of, I mean, I say kind of cool. I'm just, I'm trying to make the best of it. Um, it has been around since 1898. It was restored in 1988, um, so 100 years later, and uh, it's just a bright red brown barn. So this better be the reddest fucking barn I've ever seen. I, yeah, I mean, this needs to be... Because that lawless... The lawless gas station was pretty anticlimactic. Historic brown barn. Okay, okay it's like, got a sign. A sign. It has a sign, It's it, which is more than we could say for the other place, the lawless gas station. This is going to be the roundest barn we have ever seen. Well, likewise, the traffic's picking up a little bit. There has been a decent amount of traffic. Uh, this is the, and mind you, it's because the... The, it's getting slower, but um, th- this is the most cars I've seen today. Oh, is for sure. traffic is. This is something that people, like you said, they're just you got to really see this digging the round barn. You got to see this round barn. Yeah, you know? I mean, if you're doing road, Route 66, don't skip the round barn. To Hunter's point, we were the only car and the only people that were present at the Lawless gas station. In fact, people driving by, seeing our car parked there, they probably thought we were burying a body ourselves. <laughs> Well, folks, here it is. The round right on barn. the other side of that bunnies for sale sign. That, that is a round barn, and it's it's not as it's a little bit disappointing in how it's not completely bright red. But <clears throat> all right, folks, we're going to do a little exploration, and then we'll be right back with our thoughts. Hey there, roadies! Want to follow along on all of our roadside adventures? Then subscribe to the Roadside Warriors podcast on iTunes. Who knows? You may even feel like you're in the back seat with me. Well, we just finished viewing the big round barn. It is very round and very red. I know that at least one of us had a great time. What did you all think of it? I loved it. On top of it being an incredible round barn, I was the lucky person that got to purchase a big dog shirt, which is the dream sponsor of our program here. Yeah, ideally if, we get Big Dog if one day. Big Dog sponsored us, I would be the happiest person and on the ju- planet. Ju- just to paint a picture for everyone that's listening, the first floor uh, is where we started, and I was a little let down from the first floor because it's basically just a gift shop, and that's where Pat purchased said Big Dog shirt. They had a bunch of knickknacks on sale. They had some souvenirs. It looks like that maybe they're uh, trying to sell some clothing, which again is what Pat... Uh, partook in it's secondhand clothing by the it, way somebody else owned this yeah. big dog shirt already right i was tr- i was trying to be charitable about it but it's basically a little bit of a thrift shop but the real treat was in the second floor so after we were done uh perusing the first floor we uh ascended the banister up to the second floor which is wh- where the party really started yeah it's it's basically this giant empty space for 
you know, hoedowns and barn dances and things like that. Specifically square dances. Yeah, like we, there we, was a uh, sign, like a poster on the first floor that I was reading that said they used to go there for square I, dances. And I was joking about that earlier, but it really does seem contradictory to have a square dance in a round barn. And yet, there we go. Um, but, um, so the roof is, the roof was the main highlight. It's all made out of wood, and it's, uh, it's a dome that, you know, you would expect to see at a church or something like that, but instead it's this round barn yeah. um, made out of wood. So, I would say come to it for the big dog shirts, but there's no big dog shirts anymore. Cleaned them out. I'm curious, though, since, like you said, it's a thrift store, it's secondhand, do you ever think that you want to find, you know, the former owner, try and track that guy down? Just to shake his hand, let him <laughs> know that his shirt's in good hands. Or, yeah. or, or to throw it in his face be like, hey, I've got the big dog shirt Look now. at this. I got this cherry shirt now. Yeah, what maybe, are you going to do about it? <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's best that you know you don't find out who it is. Just let it but, live in memory. I mean, I'm going to say somebody that would have owned that shirt already could probably kick my ass. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say, that man, the, man, the former owner of that shirt, I'm sure, is just dripping in masculinity. Um, and, and probably has made many pilgrimages to the sperm well of Katusa. Well, no, he doesn't need to. He, he, not not no. anymore. Yeah, but he, he doesn't need to. Um, well, we will, rather than try and describe this shirt, because it's pretty epic, rather than try and describe it, we'll post a picture on our um, Instagram. But we are getting ready to go to Pops. It's apparently just half a mile away, so it's right. It's just a hop, skip, and a jump, right? That is correct. We'll be heading that way here in just a second and uh, finally get to... Uh get some of that soda some of some of that sweet sweet nectar of the gods stick with us folks and we will be back with our roundup on pops hi again roadies we're really happy you decided to join us for this trip and hope you'll consider joining us again make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you use so you can always know where we're headed next well roadies we just concluded our visit at pops we are now leaving arcadia as we speak and I don't know about you guys, but I thought that that was a uh, lot of fun. I can see why it's so uh, popular. Very good, very good. Uh, yeah, they definitely had a w very wide selection of soda, in addition to just the soda that was on display on the walls, which uh, we can infer is kind of a no-touch policy, but they definitely had a wide selection of sodas to choose from in the fridge. And I know uh, you two walked away with... Uh, about, uh, about a dozen soda pops about, each. Yeah. Well, yeah, about, what, 3,000 calories? Two, a box of 3,000 calories? Yeah, something like that. Somewhere out in there. Now, I can sum up my visit in three words. All right. Whole lot of honkies. <sighs> A lot of honkies in there. Whenever we weren't even the worst of it. Oh. Normally, normally I'm, I'm the worst, but not today. Yeah. I'm usually one of the whitest people in the room. Not the case this afternoon. That place was something. That said, a lot of soda. It was fun. I liked it. I had, I got a bunch of different stuff. Um, we put our sodas in the trunk, unfortunately, so we can't recite it, you know, one by one. But uh, from what you remember, Pat, what did you pick up? I got some cream sodas for my wife. That's what she requested. Then I just got a variety. Like, I got a raspberry soda. I know I got a strawberry soda. Um, you know, I think just the... a nice variety of fruit flavors and maybe a couple. I got one espresso flavored one, you know, going with that coffee theme that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely curious how that one will turn out. You and I both got the same type. We got a lemonade, which uh, is a socialist lemonade. 
So <clears throat> that that one is probably the highlight of my. Yes. And then otherwise, I got like a frosty grape soda, um, Jick Jack's strawberry. We uh, unfortunately we kind of chickened out. We played a little too conservative. There's one section of the store called So Dust, So Disgusting, something like that. Yeah. And that's where they had the bacon flavor. They had a teriyaki beef jerky flavor and I just couldn't personally justify spending two dollars on there was also a celery flavored one yeah and the celery flavor wasn't even in so disgusting celery flavor was just out amongst the rest of of all of these I was kind of surprised I didn't see a pickle flavor because pickle is very popular right now with a lot of interesting yeah I didn't see any of that well I'm I'm just stoked I got my uh lemonade for the comrades yes um yeah, that, that was the one that I had to reach way, 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 way into the back of the cooler. Very the popular. Cup. Very popular. Um, and and I, I feel like there's something metaphorically or poetically justified about me having to reach as far back as possible in order to get the socialist uh, pop. So. As we were as, as we're driving past, we just drove by the, um, the lawless gas station and a couple of people were taking pictures. So evidently it is... Kind of a thing. So we've had a very uh, eventful day, lots of adventures today. So let's kind of do just an overarching um, wrap up on some different things that we visited. We didn't really get to talk about the Red Barn. Um, we've talked mostly about the shirt, logically Which, so. It's but too good not to. Absolutely. So if someone were to make this trip, Pat, would you recommend they do everything that we did? Um, you could probably skip the gas station you know you don't need to get out of the car to yeah, see that, it. that's what i was gonna say you could you could drive by it and pretty much get the feel for the place there's there's nothing really to go and take in you're not going to solve the murder mystery unfortunately certainly they, not, did, they didn't even leave the body there yeah, how inconsiderate is that yeah. yeah certainly not without your detective the, the round barn i feel like i definitely got my money's worth oh, yeah um even if the second floor was not as neat as it actually was, I got that sweet big dog shirt, so no complaints there. I would stop there every yeah, time. Yeah, you'll be buried in that shirt. For sure. Pops, I think, is definitely worth the trip. If you're in into soda or roadside attractions, it's a little bit of both, and I think that it's definitely worth the stop. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that bottle at night, because um, we're here in you know, bright light of day. But it was still, an, I mean, the 66-foot-tall statue of a soda pop is still a pretty, you know, pretty impressive thing to see. Um, and incredible selection. What was interesting about the place is it's also a gas station slash convenience store. So I don't know how big of a town Arcadia is. We didn't go deep into it, but it looked like a lot of people were just doing their everyday shopping there. So I, that's that's something. You can shop at, uh, shop at Pops in Arcadia. Um, Gary, what about you? Would you do all of the above? Yes, I agree with everything said so far, but uh, just as an addendum to what we've already said about Pops, uh, you mentioned that not only is it the soda dispensary that we've been discussing, but it's also a convenience store, gas station, etc. It's also a diner, and uh, we actually stayed for a, what would you call it, a late lunch, early dinner. You know what? There's a brunch, but there's not a word for it. Yeah, yeah, Leonard. Yeah, yeah Dutch. The, the food was okay. I think it was, it was pretty run of the mill diner food. So if yeah. if you're thinking that Pops is going to be worthwhile just for the food, uh, you might think again. But everything else is definitely worth the yeah. trip. There's there's definitely 
the attractions along with it make it worth the trip, but if I were, you know, just hungry looking for a place to eat, it probably wouldn't be the first place I would stop. Would not drive but, two hours to it. Yeah, then. yeah, but I would, you know, if I were there, I'm not going to, you know, force somebody to go somewhere else. Like, it was... However, it is apparently a popular um, birthday destination, as a little five-year-old was visited by none other than Spider-Man. Your local neighborhood Spider-Man. You thought he lived in New York, Queens specifically. You were incorrect. Arcadia, he, Oklahoma. He is Arcadia, Oklahoma, fighting crime. And, and we had a good discussion over our meal about uh, what brought Spider-Man to Pops into Arcadia, Oklahoma. And personally, my theory is that Spider-Man dropped in for a meal and forgot his wallet, so he's working it off to uh, wish kids yes. happy birthday until he pays off his bill. Yeah, it, uh, times are tough for all of us sometimes. Even for friendly neighborhood Spider-Mans? Well, Pat... Spider-Man, if you will. Well, Pat, Gary, and I enjoyed our trip to Pops. However, lots of people didn't. So we're going to introduce a segment that we were really looking forward to pretty much all day. Is the one-star reviews. These are one-star reviews on... What is the What was the website, Pat? I actually just got them off of the Google reviews. Okay, off of Google reviews. So Gary and I are going to tag-team some of these reviews. Um, again, these are the bad reviews for Pops. <clears throat> I was expecting the food to be great! Exclamation point, exclamation point. I've lived in the area for years and always wanted to try the food. Even though I've heard bad things already, I'm open-minded. So my husband, my son, and I slipped in on the weekend and ordered hamburgers. They were overcooked and dry. The service wasn't the best. When you're seeing the teenage staff gathering and goofing off. I used to come in and get my favorite soda and pops. Had a more professional atmosphere. Things have definitely changed over the years. And I will never eat at pops again and not recommend this place. Here's the highlight, of course. Clean up your act, pops. Now, the big thing here to me is they've been going there for years for everything other than the food. But now they've gone for the food, and so they're giving it a one-star review. Yeah, that's like, a good point. I, that's like that's like going to, like, Filbert Museum of Art, and then you go to the diner, you go to the restaurant one time and order a turkey wrap, yeah. and you're like, oh, God, I hate Philbrook. Philbrook sucks. Yeah. The turkey wrap was warm. Yeah. Yeah, and this is exactly <sighs> what we were discussing. I mean, if you're going to Pops for the food, I think you're going for the wrong reason. Yeah, okay. Um, here's a short one, and then, uh, and then Gary, I'll take the next. Very limited, sugar-free selection. Very disappointing. Like, you're, it's a, we read the definition, folks. The definition of a carbonated, sweetened beverage is that it's it's sweet as sugar. Now, to be fair, that definition did say sometimes the sugar is replaced with an artificial sweetener. Yeah. But, but that being said, if you're coming to Pops looking for diet soda, like, again, you're going to what, the wrong yeah, place. What are you doing? I, yeah. If they, yeah, very limited sugar-free selection. I prefer high fructose corn syrup. Like that's that's basically what it's this person is saying. That's such a weak one-star review. There wasn't enough of what I wanted specifically, so it's a one-star. Even though it's a quality establishment with a ton of options, I didn't find a specific thing. So which you wouldn't expect to find at a soda pop place yeah. anyway. Okay, so here is the next review. Uh, let's see. The place looks nice, no doubt, there, but that's about all you'll see if you're there with a party of six or more without a reservation. We were told that it would be a 25-minute wait, and for, granted for us, and this is a sidebar for us, 
Uh, we waited about 25 minutes, but it's not really much of a wait if you're kind of taking in all the different sodas, so we didn't really feel like we were waiting that long. So back to the review. Uh, we were told that it would be a 25-minute wait, and there were, were only two parties that had at least five. They had no system to track when we were going to be called. When asked how many... Uh, let me start over. When asked how many until we were called, I was told one party until it is. Well, uh, whoever wrote this review is not I read, English. I read this one earlier, yeah, and it was whoever rambling wrote this and terrible. No, they're, they are no English scholar. I was told, I was told one party until is... They called three more parties and five, got fed up with their system and left, never going again. Now, one, they showed up with a party of six without reservations, which is always a gamble, no matter where you're going. Right. Like, two, they're complaining about the non-existent system that's the same system every restaurant ever has used. I guess these people probably only go like, to CEOs, so they want that little, they want that the, flashing red the, light. The thing. vibrating thing. Yeah. That cube for that you get it yeah, out back. Where's the damn, chilies. where's the damn cube? Now, come on. Um, yeah, I mean, come on, Pops, get it together. Get your, get your vibrating red cube. Um, alright, this person didn't like it either third time here and we were excited to return but after almost an hour with no table open the server rudely told us there was still someone in front of us and we couldn't wait any longer with our four kids unhappy emoji face went to freddy's instead and it was great so it's their fault that they're busy and can't get you a yeah. table like what are you supposed to do what sorry folks this person over here's been waiting you have to stop your meal so they can eat get up like yeah. get out of here that's ridiculous and then this one I'm, I'll, I'll, this one is really stellar I'm not a fan of pop or crowds however it is an historic rote 66 yeah what what are you doing there <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, if I'm not a fan of something, then I don't leave a, a bad review to disrupt everything. One star, because I don't like crowds yeah. or the thing that it's popular for. Yeah, it's like, what? San Diego <laughs> Zoo, one star, because I don't like animals. Don't well, then like just don't an write... Don't like animals or sunshine. Yeah. Don't write the review, then. I don't... Yeah. That's absurd. All right, here comes a good one. So disappointed they do not carry the bison burger any longer. That was my whole purpose for coming here to eat. And Google has it wrong. So Google has it wrong, and you're going to punish Pops with a one-star review. Yeah. Maybe this this review struck close to home because I actually had the bison burger. So not only do they have it, but that per that person's wrong. That person is a lying liar. Google isn't wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. Get it together, man. The bison burger they still serve it. It's pretty tasty. All right. So this is this was my favorite review. So Hunter, you'll Go forgive for me for taking this one. Horrible place. I was told my two and three year old kids couldn't come on without clothes on after leaving the lake. I sent them to the car with their dad and walked in to see a 14-year-old girl in a crop top Betty belly button shirt. Well, it says Betty button. She, be she said be Betty button. <laughs> Betty button showing whole midriff exposed, but yet my toddlers can't come in full body bathing suits. So you can't bring your naked ass kids like, into, yeah. Like I'm, I'm fairly certain that's just a health code thing, right? Like, you can't have people not fully dressed inside a restaurant so yeah okay and then this one is short sweet breakfast ends at 10 30 crap yeah so if a restaurant <laughs> doesn't have a sign that explicitly says breakfast served all day i think you're out of luck if you show up after 10 30 yeah. so our takeaway from the yelp one star reviews or google one star reviews rather is that if you 
if you don't if you don't want to wait, if you want to buy some burger, if you want your kids to come in their underwear, don't and you and you dislike pop or crowds, and you dislike pop or crowds, don't go to this place because it's not for you. If you want to go to a restaurant where your kids can run naked um, and be seated immediately, go to Chili's with yeah with your party of seventeen, then go to Chili's. I believe, okay. I believe there's a one star review for the there round is, bar yeah, as so well. Hunter, you take this. This is fantastic. Yeah, this is a one star review, so they didn't like it. Cool old barn. So what this, <laughs> what this tells me is that this person doesn't understand the review system. <laughs> they are unfamiliar with the star system. The star, I mean, and you know, maybe that's fine. Maybe you think that one star is better than five stars. I don't know how you how you come to that conclusion. But this person liked it. I mean, what would it, what would it take to be a five star review? Like, really, really cool old barn. But if it's just a cool old barn, screw yeah, it. One star. To hell with it. I don't need it. Um, so yeah, not a fan of popper crowds. See, maybe that's... I don't mind crowds and I like pops. So that's why I enjoyed it. Well, roadies, thus concludes uh, another episode of Roadside Warriors Podcast. We appreciate you sticking with us. And you can stick with us even whenever you're not listening to the show by following us on Instagram at Roadside Warriors Pod or on Facebook at Roadside Warriors Podcast. And we'd love to hear your ideas about future places to go. So shoot us an email at roadsidewarriorspodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time when we go to the world's largest totem pole in Foyle, Oklahoma. Until next time, I'm Hunter Cates. I'm Pat Cullinan. And I'm Gary O'Mealy, man in the back seat. And we will see you next time. Deuces.